Podcast host, author, renowned book critic, Bethany and Patrick, her first tweet. You know the drill. Strap in, because here we go. So, uh, shall I, shall I yeah, read it? Yeah, please do. Okay. So, this one is, it says, 35 years ago today, and it's from December 28th, 2020. That's my wedding anniversary. And the photo is... Of me and my husband looking like tiny little dolls. That's adorable. I in love a fra- it. Oh, <laughs> You're so young looking, both of you. So I mean, so young, and look yeah. at him in his dress blues. Wow. Uh, he's in you know full military wedding, right. um, and that behind us that is the cadet chapel at the United States Military Academy. I love the pageantry of the military. I have to say, I mean, not like the raw raw we're the best, but just the pageant, the things that have been happening for a hundred years. Those rich are really very stirring to me. Do you know what they do? Um, and this is, I don't think I've ever talked about this in an interview. Right. You always have military people of different ranks uh, in two rows holding up their sabers for the couple to walk under. Right. And what they do at the very end, which is so sexist and patriarchal and awful, but also so funny, is one of them turns the saber to its flat edge and um, gives the bride a swat on her derriere and says, <laughs> welcome to the army, Mrs. So-and-so. We haven't heard the term derriere on this podcast, and it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm telling you, I was the world's worst military spouse. Wow. But I made the best choice. 37 years this year, we're still married, and uh, I'm totally in love with him. And honestly, if you ever want to see um, a pair, a bride and groom who look more clueless and uh, (laughs) (laughs) like little figurines on the top of a cake, there you go. So um, do you see the next tweet in there? I do. On September 7th of this year, and it is my book's cover reveal, all caps, here she is. Cover reveal. Today, we're eager to show off Life B, Overcoming Double Depression by At The Book Maven. Life B will be on shelves May 16th, 2023. May I say that again? May 16th, 2023. And you can get those pre-orders in now. And this one got 28 retweets, five quote tweets, and 373 likes. That's right. And 91 comments, which is a lot. Congratulations from the heart, you know? Thank you, Gabe. That means a lot coming from you. You're a real writer, you know? Well, I I can pretend to be one. <laughs> <laughs> we we all pretend. I mean, seriously, this yeah. is something else that everyone should know is in the Twitterverse, writers, we have to hold each other up. We've got to support each other because oh. this is a place where we're here in our heads, in our offices, in front of our keyboards or our notebooks, and we lose track of so much. So much. Almost the rest of the world doesn't exist sometimes. Exactly. And it's so wonderful when another writer can, you know, give you a little lift. One of my longest and best 
Twitter friends, who is right. a dear friend now in real life, is the writer Karen Palmer. Um, she is she's even better in real life, but I want to keep yeah. her to myself so no one else can have her. <laughs> Um, but she's wonderful on Twitter, very, very supportive of other writers, writers she knows, writers she's read, she sees someone, you know, needs a little boost. And right. she's she tweeted at you today to say, That's right. um, I, I love the podcast. And I said, Karen, guess who's recording? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things on Twitter are fake or argumentative or just plain nasty. Yes. But in the writing sphere, less so. A couple, I, there's so many other writers I can think of. The Twitter exchange correspondence that I have with Matt Bell. I think I met Julie Clam on Twitter. So much good can come out of this place. I, can May I ask you a little bit like about your book and, yes. you know, depression? I mean, I suffer from depression. Can you talk a little bit about what double depression is and why you titled this Life B? First of all, Life B. Let me just begin at the beginning with the title. When I, I wrote an essay that sort of went viral-ish in okay. L.com back in 2016, I talked about the first time I was given antidepressant medication. And I'll just never forget how I felt when I knew that it kicked in. It was like going to the optometrist and having them spin their little lenses right. and say, which is more clear, A or B? And B, life B, is ah. the clearer one for me. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And here's the thing about double depression, which I was not diagnosed with until six years ago. I knew that I had depression. I was taking antidepressants. I was going to therapy. And I was miserable. And I couldn't wow. understand why. Okay. I knew something was off. But no one ever tried anything different. Or maybe they would add Wellbutrin with the Prozac or Concerta with the this or whatever. It, nothing ever worked. Here's why I know I have an illness. It's because in 2015, my family had the best Christmas holiday we'd ever had. And a few weeks later, I fell into the worst depression that I'd had then in years. And I'd had really terrible major depressions before. But this one, I thought, nothing is wrong in my life. This has to be an illness. It's counterintuitive for a lot of people to hear that. We're trained to think that if you're depressed, it's because you're stressed or anxious or you're having terrible luck. Right. You can be on top of the world and still be miserable. A lot of people will see double depression on my book and think she's talking about manic depression. Here's the very quick summation. Manic depression, you might have more mania, you might have more depression. There are a couple of different forms, bipolar one, bipolar two. Double depression is often diagnosed when someone has a primary family member, a parent, a sibling, who has severe manic depression. Right. But double depression is where you start out lower than the norm, if you will, and right. keep going lower, and you cycle lower, and you cycle to low. You never cycle to normal. You never cycle to mania of right. any kind. It's um, mostly helped by combining an antidepressant with an anticyclic. It stops some kind of nervous system cycling that allows the body to see you don't need to be triggered into this. Right. So again, 
Beth Ann Patrick, not a medical doctor. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is just uh, two writers talking casually right, about exactly. what they do. The past six years of my life have been almost wholly different from what came before. And listen, I am someone who had a two-parent family, enough food, clothing, an incredibly privileged education, a loving marriage, children. Everything you would think you wouldn't want. Yeah. But still, my life has changed in a fundamental way. And I don't know if I've managed to convey that in my book. And it took me a long time to write. I hope that I will do other kinds of writing. But I couldn't write anything else until this book was done. You know, my my book had been turned down by many, many editors. That's important for people to hear. At least two dozen. But all you need is Dan Smetanka to say, here I am, I'm going to take a chance on this. And, and that's almost as life-changing as the uh, the new uh, prescription. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> there you go. Take this pill. It's called a Smetanka. <laughs> Do you want to give him a shout out here? I do want to give him yeah. a shout out. My editor at Dan Smetanka is now the editorial director at Catapult. I know. Um, it's fabulous. Oh, it's fabulous. So if I can make sure I understand, you start off with your depression. You're starting lower than most people. Yep. And it only goes lower. It never goes up. Right. Exactly. Okay. I hope I got it across in my book. Maybe in another book, I'll manage to do it. This has been with me since birth. Everyone's like, you're perky, you're bubbly, you're this, you're that. Well, those are defense mechanisms when you're a very sad child. You you think, I don't understand why everyone's having such a good time, so let me try to be the life of the party too. Right. And I didn't always succeed, but I definitely have built this fortress of a perky personality to lift myself up enough to participate in everyday life. More Twitterverse after the break. Welcome back to Twitterverse. I'm going to DM another tweet. So this is from January 7th, 2022. It says, today's mood, Molly annoyed by her snow boots. (laughs) And this is a picture of our miniature schnauzer, Molly Bloom in her sweater. It's on a snowy road in front of our house. And she's wearing tiny little orange boots. So those teeny tiny little schnauzer feet will not get... There are 14 (laughs) comments, two retweets, and 209 likes. That look is just the (laughs) ultimate, what have you done to me, you know? It it is, Gabe. It is resting schnauzer bitch face. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's just resting schnauzer face. And I also thought this really is today's mood. This is resting writer face as well as resting schnauzer face, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 
so you see, for me, Twitter is not all serious literary right. book stuff. It's life. It's the stuff of life. Have you ever cried when you read a tweet? I mean, I have. Oh, yeah. Because it's emotional, right? You get the whole spectrum of emotions. Are you kidding? I, I mean, there's there's a lot. One thing that really kills me, and I wish people would put content warnings on this, is when they lose a pet. Oh, yeah. And put up a picture. It's also really tough to learn about someone being in dire straits. There was an incident several years ago with, I, I'm not going to use any names just because sure. I, I don't know, but it was with a writer who tweeted out, this is it, I'm going to end it all. It just makes my stomach clench to even think about it. And it all worked out okay. Right. Ooh, I remember that. Oh my but gosh. You never, ever feel ashamed to reach out for help on Twitter. Never. I want people to feel that they can always say, I'm in trouble, and that someone may be able to respond. It isn't, you know, it isn't a slam dunk for everyone. It's not a substitute for 911 or right. for, you know, nearby support. We don't get 500 likes necessarily for saying, I'm in trouble. Can anyone support me? Right. But all we need is one. This tweet is from September 28th, and it says, exciting news. Join me and at Sarah W, at Disha Filia, and at Alexander Chi live on Twitter Spaces tomorrow, September 29th, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We're spilling the tea on the book world's crimes, scams, and misdeeds in honor of at Podglomerate's chart-topping at Miss Page's pod. And that got 58 retweets and 272 likes. We very carefully curated this list of writers. We knew that these three people, not only did they have a lot of followers, they have loyal followers. Right. And we knew they would show up. And we wanted to have them talk with us about various stories uh, for a Twitter space. First time we've done one. Twitter space is Twitter's answer to Clubhouse. You can set one up and talk for an hour with a group of people about anything you want. Of course, this is all about actually promoting the podcast, right? Right, right, so, right. So Missing Pages is a podcast from the Podglomerate about all of the things that can go wrong in book publishing, from the story of Dan Mallory, who wrote The Woman in the Window under his pseudonym of A.J. Finn, but behind the scenes was lying to build his path in the publishing industry, to... Anna March, with right. whom I was involved, um, unfortunately got scammed by her, but uh -huh. many, 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 many other writers. So one of our, our purposes is finding an interesting story-driven way to talk about these things in publishing. People want a show like this. They want right. to learn more about what makes publishing tick. Even if we don't get the reporting right, we are having our episodes fact-checked and reviewed legally, so you know that what's in them is actually solid. 
That's cool. How many episodes have you had already? So we've got eight out. Um, well, I should say eight. And then we have six or seven bonus episodes for Apple subscribers. Okay. And we've done the first ever collaboration between Apple Podcasts and Apple Books. You go to apple.co slash books missing pages all one word, right? and you will find a bookshelf that has the books written by our subjects. Then you have the books written by our interview subjects. And then you have the books that we recommend at the end of each episode. You know, there's such a hunger online for people to be able to talk about books, to share what they're reading, to learn more about books and publishing. And that's what you and I are doing here, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like you are a... OG of book Twitter. True. Right? True that. (laughs) So what have you experienced through the years? Because I did not start. I've only started four years ago. So Uh, like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Gabe, you've missed so much. Twitter, it's really suited to us word people, word mongers, word rights, wordsmiths. It is a place where we not only use words primarily, but with the 140 character limit, it forced people to be almost poetic. People couldn't just say everything that they had for breakfast. (laughs) 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 And Twitter is a great place for experimentation. There are a lot of people who just say, you know what, I may not be here more than once a week or once a month, but I'm still going to check in every once in a while and see how my friends are doing. And I, Gabe, I treasure those relationships. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. So grateful to you. So thank you so much. Take good care and we will definitely keep in touch. Mm -hmm.